This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Everyone knows that you need fewer workers to make electric cars. Ford says that EVs require 40% less labor, and that has the UAW concerned about more job losses. But curiously, General Motors doesn't see it that way. Gerald Johnson, the head of GM Manufacturing, says... He doesn't believe they need fewer workers to produce EVs, and he even expects GM to hire more workers next year. That kind of flies in the face of what everyone else is saying about making electric vehicles. And maybe that means GM is going to start insourcing more work. EV startup Lucid tried to avoid jumping into the EV price war, but it finally had to throw in the towel. The base version of its Air sedan now costs $82,400, a drop of five grand, and it slashed the prices of the more powerful touring and grand touring models by $12,400. They now start at $95,000 and $125,600, respectively. Lucid says the price cut will remain as long as supplies last, but that also suggests It has too many vehicles in inventory. Lucid will report its second quarter earnings later today, and analysts expect more losses due to a drop in production caused by supply chain issues. China is by far and away the number one market for BEVs. According to the China Passenger Car Association, 7.2 million BEVs were sold globally in the first half of the year, and 61% of them were sold in China. Not surprisingly, Tesla and BYD are the top two BEV automakers in the world, and they're followed by SAIC, Volkswagen, and Geely slash Volvo. Pepsi has been operating a fleet of 21 Tesla semis in California for some time now, and a group called the North American Council for Freight Efficiency produced a video that has some really interesting details about the project. The site in California has had to bring in almost 3 megawatts of additional power over a three-year period for its electrification efforts, which also includes other EVs like Ford e-transits. The Tesla semi-chargers run off of their own dedicated service, one because it allows Pepsi to more easily calculate things like fleet rates and EV credits, but also to allow them to charge at up to 750 kilowatts. Officially, trucks can charge from 0 to 80% in 45 minutes at that rate. But drivers also say it can take 20 to 30 minutes to go from roughly 5 to 10% to 95%. Most of the trucks make 8 to 12 stops a day over 12 hours and travel under 100 miles. But three of them also do what they call long haul which is 250 to 450 miles a day and, quote, fully loaded, although it doesn't specifically say what they're loaded with. To be able to travel that many miles with a load, the Tesla semis feature a tandem axle. One is a high torque and is primarily used to get the truck up to speed, and the other axle is meant for cruising and efficiency. Pepsi says that its entire fleet uses less than 1.7 kilowatt hours per mile and that it will continue to build out more dedicated charging sites at other locations, which it's now planning for 18 months to two years in advance.
At Tejin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tejin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. Audi, BMW, and Mercedes all want to sell a lot more electric cars, but each of them has their own different strategy. Mercedes has the most aggressive plans. After 2025, it's only going to come out with EVs. And while it wants to go all electric globally by 2030, it thinks 30% of its sales in the U.S. market will still have internal combustion engines. BMW is not as aggressive. It wants half of its global sales to be electric by 2030. Audi also going electric is trying to make its model names less confusing. So all EVs will have names with even numbers and ICE vehicles will have odd numbers. So for example, an A6 would be electric while an A7 would be piston powered. BMW uses the letter I to identify its EVs as an I7 while Mercedes uses EQ as in EQS or EQE. And speaking of electric luxury cars, Melissa Grady-Diaz, the chief marketing officer of Cadillac, announced on LinkedIn that the price of the hand-built Celestic will start at $340,000. When we first learned about the Celestic almost two years ago, we speculated that the car would cost around four hundred dollars And after customers choose the options and custom features that they want, that's probably where the price will be. Cadillac is supposed to start building and delivering the cars this year, but you're probably not going to see one anytime soon. Production of the car will be less than two a day. Opel is using a new piece of technology that we had never seen. It's a new seatbelt system that debuted in the Mocha and is now standard on the Astra Electric, and Opel calls it an anti-lock braking system for the seatbelt. It uses sensors to determine how bad an accident is and then electronically controls the seatbelt to maintain the proper tension over the course of the entire crash. Opel says this can help reduce injuries, especially to the upper body. Japan is the latest country trying to reduce its dependence on China for materials needed to make EVs. Reuters reports the Sumitomo Corporation is partnering up with Australian mining company Liontown to study producing lithium hydroxide in Japan. It's used in batteries and other products. They'll take about two years to figure out how much lithium concentrate they need to ship from Australia and build up a supply chain so it can then be turned into lithium hydroxide in Japan. We keep wondering what's going wrong with Toyota's North American operations. Here's why. Last quarter, Toyota sold 682,000 vehicles in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Meanwhile, compare that to Nissan, who sold 328,000 vehicles. So Toyota sold twice as many as Nissan. And Toyota brought in over $28 billion in revenue, compared to only $11 billion for Nissan. Again, more than twice as much. But Toyota only made $841 million in profits, while Nissan made $928 million. Or, to put it another way, Nissan made $2,800 on each vehicle it sold, 
while Toyota made $1,200. So Nissan made 133% more per vehicle than Toyota did. This all comes from both companies' latest financial reports, and when you see numbers like that, it makes you wonder what's going on. But we're going to leave you pondering Toyota's North American possible issues. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day today. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. <laughs>